So that's today's spiritual practice that we're going to take a look at, and I don't think it's usually on the list. Honor God with your bodies. But let's have a look at how we see this happening in Jesus' life. Jesus had all these spiritual practices going on. Jesus prayed. Jesus knew scripture by memory. Jesus followed the Holy Spirit's leading to go into the wilderness and fast for 40 days and 40 nights. Okay, how many of you made it through last night from bedtime until this morning without eating anything? Okay, well done. You fasted. And then did you have a meal this morning? And what's the name of the meal? Break fast, right? Truly, that's what it's called. Breakfast, some doctors say it's the most important meal of the day because it gets you going. It breaks the fast. It says, let's start again the new day. But can you imagine not eating for 40 days and 40 nights? The scripture says Jesus was hungry, just like we are each morning. It makes sense, doesn't it? Who wouldn't be hungry after 40 days and 40 nights? You would have to be superhuman. Well, there it is, the amazing fact. Jesus was God in a physical body, in a human body just like ours. Jesus could have come with some sort of superpowers that included not getting hungry or not getting tired or being able to run faster than a speeding bullet. But Philippians 2 says that Jesus, though he was in the nature of God, he didn't count being equal with God something to hold on to, but he emptied himself and he took on human form. He took on the limited nature of a human body. This is called the, the fancy theological word, the incarnation, which is incarnate, in flesh, in a body, just like us. Jesus walked around to get places, he ate to nourish his body, and he slept in order to rest. So after this amazing adventure that Jesus went on of fasting for 40 days, Satan, the devil, appears to Jesus, and what does he do? I, I picture this like gorgeous like river rock stone that he picks up and he holds it in front of Jesus and says, don't you want to turn this stone into bread? Because you're hungry. And Jesus responds by quoting scripture back to him. Jesus says, it is written, one does not live on bread alone. And this is a quote from the Old Testament when uh, they were recovering from that journey. And remember, God provided bread every morning. But Jesus knows that God's going to provide for him. Jesus has a sense that his physical self is fully belongs to God that he's at peace with who he is, even if he has to go hungry. He's obeying God. Even later we'll see in Jesus' life, he has to go obeying God even to death on a cross. So he had a lot of spiritual strength. So I want to make a contrast to myself. So one day, a long, long time ago, I went to the doctor for that annual physical. Now that's when either if you're a kid and you want to do sports, sometimes you have to go get the physical. Well, if you're grown up, it's kind of an optional thing, like maybe you're going to get the physical, but who likes to take the time to go to the doctor when you don't feel sick? But I did it. I went to the doctor, and it was a new doctor, and she had this series of questions for me. She said, do you exercise regularly? Define regularly. <laughs> I have exercised, but 
I'm not sure walking the dog just to the end of the driveway really counts as regularly. Do you uh, drink plenty of healthy things and do you eat protein and fruit and several, maybe three to five servings of vegetables daily? Uh, no. And how about your relationships at home? And I thought, okay, the, things are getting better. My relationships at home are pretty good. Sometimes there's tension, but you know, it's pretty good. And she said, how are your sleeping habits? Oh, well, I don't sleep that much. You see, I'm a mom and I work, so sometimes I get home late and I have to stay up late after everybody else is in bed to get things done. And sometimes I have to get up early because I didn't finish things the night before. So I had to say, no, I really don't think I get enough sleep, I get a little bit of sleep. And then she went into the last few questions and fortunately when she got to abusing drugs, alcohol and smoking, I could honestly reply that no, I didn't have a problem with any of that. <laughs> then my doctor looked me in the eye and said, okay, Kendi, what do you do? And I said, I know the answer to this one, I'm a pastor. She looked at me sort of shocked and said, you're a Christian? Uh, yes. It was as though in her mind she was thinking, do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit? You see, she was a Christian as well, and she couldn't understand how I could have answered no to all those questions if I was a follower of Jesus. Why wasn't I taking better care of this body that God gave me that's created in the image of God? So I realized that I'm one of those people that has a tough time with my body. It's as though I think of my spirit over here, like drawing close to God and knowing God and thinking holy thoughts, and then my body over here. Like, they're two separate things. There's a fancy philosophical name for this called dualism. Like, I'm two people, not one person in one body. So I have a tough time with this whole idea of being a physical being. And one of my problems with my body is its limitations. I mean, I want to be using my body to serve God as Doug prayed, like in our community and in the world. I want to be out there making a difference. So I think I took this on this attitude of kind of trying to overcome my body and the needs of my body, kind of a mind over matter kind of thing. And I often used to treat food, eating, and sleep like it was just this unwanted pit stop that I had to hurry up and get through. And I would scurry around in life trying to get things done, maybe my own things that I thought God wanted me to do. Maybe I'd skip meals, maybe I'd work long hours, maybe I wouldn't take any time to exercise. And sometimes I honestly would even put folding laundry on my list as a form of entertainment. You know, you fold things so nicely and it's all in a nice little line and then you take it to your family member's room and I just love those acts of service. But speaking of entertainment, my second issue with my body is its imperfections. I look at some of those people on the big screen and there are some great bodies out there. Mine is not one of them. So many years later, what helped to transform me was an unwanted part of my journey. Many of you know that I went on an unexpected journey of discovering that uh, God and I were going on a wild ride with my body and cancer. 
So I'd fought against this reality that God designed me and you to be physical beings. And instead, I had to understand through this experience of cancer that I was absolutely dependent on God. There was a moment in this experience when I first got diagnosed with cancer that I thought my life went from being this decades that I'm looking forward to to what if I only have this much left? How am I going to use that life with this body? So as some of you know, I lost my hair to chemotherapy and there were cancerous parts of my body that simply had to be removed and then later rebuilt. And in this process, I've come to realize that part of being me, part of who God created me to be, is a person who lives in a body. None of us could exist otherwise. You see, I sort of thought of myself as all head, like the spirit dwells in my head, kind of like Mrs. Potato Head. What I've come to understand now is that it's the, the real image should be heads and shoulders and knees, and if I can touch them, it's a really good thing, and you can go like this, touching your toes. We're, we're a whole person, heads and shoulders, knees and toes, they all belong to God. God doesn't just want our mind. He wants our whole self to be in relationship with him. God created each one of us in God's image, male and female, each unique, with different hair, with different eyes. God put us into bodies for a reason, that we could house the Holy Spirit, that the temple wouldn't be out there somewhere, but the temple of God would be in us, that wherever we go, God goes with us that we in our own bodies with our own hands could minister to others, we could be helpful to other people, we could serve them, that we could even delight in everyday activities. There's a famous athlete that said, when I run, I feel God's pleasure. So I had thought of honoring God with my body as just kind of a way that God was guiding us to not go down bad paths, like not eat too much and not do things I shouldn't do with my body. Kind of like if you go to a swimming pool and you see the big sign that says, don't run. Well, I was just focused so much on the don't run sign that I wouldn't get in the swimming pool and swim. You know, the point of a swimming pool is swim. And God created us physical beings just like he created the physical world that we would enjoy it. We're to be a house of the spirit of God. So if that's the purpose of my body and yours, then maybe we should take better care of our bodies. Maybe that's part of what we're designed for, to be in partnership with God, even as we're stewards or caretakers of our own body. So Scott Dudley said that less can be more. Sometimes we need less of things in our life, like maybe eating less and working out more, but it's more than just fasting. It's also feasting. Look at the difference one little letter can make. Fast turns into feast. Or, I've always had a tough time spelling this one, desert, you fast in the desert, can turn into dessert. <clears throat> sometimes more is more. Like sometimes what God wants for us is more of something. More... Uh, more time together. Let's look at what this would take for this week. I have three assignments. The first one of this is this, plan ahead 
And wasn't it convenient that we have a free day tomorrow? Like, look, there's a whole day to, to embrace these things. <clears throat> Plan ahead to what? To feast. A feast maybe for the eyes, a feast of great food, a feast of good company, a feast of fun. Let's see, with the holiday tomorrow, maybe there's an opportunity for you to breathe more deeply. Maybe there's an opportunity for you to take a big walk. Maybe there's an opportunity for you to eat something special, chocolate ice cream, or uh, news came out this week that dark chocolate is good for you. Have some. So this week, include your body in your plans. Pick an area. Maybe it's healthy eating. Maybe it's a little more exercise. I personally need a little coaching on the exercise thing, and I found a Christian friend, you could say a soul friend, with whom I'm now exercising. And I think that's part of the spiritual practice that God has in mind for me and probably for you. But, you know, that's your choice. Maybe you need to consult someone about what's best for you. And believe me, it's better to do this before your body tells you that you have to do it. And then thirdly, how about rest? Now there's a spiritual, easy spiritual practice for you. Go home, take a little nap. Let yourself snooze. Let, uh, go to bed a little bit earlier. What would it take for you to get a really great night's sleep? So whenever someone says to you, how'd you sleep? You'd say, fabulous. Studies show that one of the things that we don't do enough of is sleep. Well, why? Maybe because a lot of us, how many of you have a hard time getting to sleep? You know, there's a lot of tricks to getting to sleep. They say we should turn the lights down, turn the screens off, like close out Facebook, close out your computer, not in your bed, put it aside. Um, maybe read a book, write a prayer, take a bath, go for a moonlight stroll. Wind your body down so that it's ready to rest. And when you wake up, you will be ready to love and serve God in that new day. And God invites us even, maybe we'd say for extra credit, make sure there's one day in your week that's not like the others. A day when you worship, a day when you invite friends over, a day when it just looks different than all the other days, a day when you honor God with all the things that you do. So friends, this is God's good news. God became a human being for our sakes and invites us with whatever body we've got to draw near to him to draw near that what we do and what we say and who we are would be more and more the person that God designed us to be. Please pray with me. Mighty God, I thank you for this physical world that you created. Thank you for the beauty of this day. Thank you that today we get to know you more and know how much you love us. Lord, thank you that you gave us bodies, bodies that can run and jump and play, and bodies that have limits, Lord, for all those who have a part of their life that um, isn't going the way they wish it were. Lord, I ask that you would move in that part, that you would be our teacher and our leader and our comfort, even when our bodies don't work the way we hope they would. And God, I ask that you would teach us how to feast together, how to enjoy each other's company. Thank you that you gave the example after you were resurrected that you made breakfast for your disciples, that you walked with them, that you enjoyed being a physical being. God, thank you for this reality that Jesus became human for us. So God, shape us to be your people, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen.